Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Reading Harry Potter with an 11 year old. And oh my god, I'm so sorry. It has been about three months now since I last posted a podcast episode. But uh, my school holiday was so amazing. Um, can't really go into details right now, take up too much time, but it was absolutely amazing. I'm so sorry I haven't been be um I haven't been able to post much though because being all over Australia, so yeah. Um so anyway, um we're going to continue chapter fourteen of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Norbert the Norwegian Ridgeback. Um, I'm sorry if I haven't, if I make a few mistakes, or more than I do, or if I don't pronounce words properly, I haven't been practicing my reading aloud, um, for a while, but, um, I hope you guys really enjoy this new episode, and I'll be sure to post a lot more frequently, because three months is way too long, um, between periods to post a new episode. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Okay, let's get started. Something about the smile lurking on Malfoy's face during the week made Harry, Ron, and Hermione very nervous. They spent most of their free time in Hagrid's darkened hut, trying to reason with him. Just let him go, Harry urged. Set him free. I can't, said Hagrid. He's too little. He'd die. They they looked at the dragon. It had grown three times in length in just a week. Smoke kept furling out of his nostrils. Hagrid hadn't been doing his gamekeeping duties because the dragon was keeping him so busy. There were empty brandy bottles and chicken feathers all over the floor. I've decided to call him Norbit, um, said Hagrid, looking at the dragon with misty eyes. He really knows me now. Watch. Norbit, Norbit, where's Mummy? He's lost his marbles, Ron muttered in Harry's ear. Hagrid, said Harry loudly. Give it a fortnight and Norbit's going to be as long as your house. Malfoy could go to Dumbledore any moment. Hagrid bit his lip. I... I know I can't keep him forever, but I can't just dump him, I can't. Harry suddenly turned to Ron. Charlie, he said. You're losing it too, said Ron. Um, I'm Ron, remember? No, Charlie, your brother Charlie, in Romania, studying dragons. We could take, we could send Norbin to him. Charlie can take care of him, then put him back into the wild. Brilliant, said Ron. How about it, Hagrid? In the, um, and in the end, Hagrid agreed that they could send an owl to Charlie to ask him. The following week dragged by. Wednesday night found Hermione and Harry sitting alone in the common room, long after everyone else had gone to bed. The clock on the wall had just chimed to midnight when the portrait hole burst open. Ron appeared out of nowhere as he pulled off Harry's invisibility cloak. He had been down at Hagrid's hut, helping him feed Norbit, who was now eating dead rats by the crate. 
It bit me, he said, showing them his bloody hand, which was wrapped in a bloody handkerchief. I'm not going to be able to hold a quill for a week. I tell you, that dragon's the most horrible animal I've ever met. But the way Hagrid goes on about it, you'd think it was a little fluffy bunny. And when it bit me, he told me off, frightening it. And when I left, he was singing it a lullaby. There was a tap on the dark window. It's Hedwig, said Harry, hurrying to let her in. She'll have Charlie's answer. The three of them put their heads together to read the note. Oh, that's just neat illustration. Dear Ron, how are you? Thanks for the letter. I'll be glad to take the Norwegian Ridge back, but it won't be easy getting him here. I think the best thing will be to send... Um, <coughs> I think the best thing will be to send him over with some friends of mine who are coming to visit me next week. Trouble is, they, must have been, they mustn't be seen carrying an illegal dragon. Could you get the ridge back up to the tallest tower at midnight on Saturday? They can meet you there and take him away while it's still dark. Send me an answer as soon as it's possible. Love, Charlie. They looked at each other. We've got the invisibility cloak, said Harry. It shouldn't be too difficult. I think the, um, the cloak is big enough to cover two of us and Norbert. It was a mark of how bad the last week had been that the other two agreed with him. Anything to get rid of Norbert and Malfoy. There was a hitch. By next morning, Ron's bitten hand had swollen to twice the size of uh, its usual size. He didn't know whether it was safe to go to Madame Pomfrey. Would she recognize it as a dragon bite? By the afternoon, though, he had no choice. The, the cut had turned a nasty shade of green. It looked as if Norbert's fangs were poisonous. Harry and Hermione rushed up to the hospital wing at the end of the day to find Ron in a terrible state in bed. It's not just my hand, he whispered, although it feels like it's about to fall off. Malfoy told Madame Pomfrey he wanted to borrow one of my books so he could come and have a good laugh at me. He kept threatening to tell her what really bit me. I've told her it was a dog, but I don't think she believes me. I shouldn't have hit him at the Quidditch match. That's why he's trying to do this. Harry and Hermione tried to calm Ron down. Um, it'll be all over on Saturday. Don't worry, said Hermione. But this didn't soothe Ron. On the contrary, he sat bolt upright and broke into a sweat. Midnight on Saturday, he said in a hoarse voice. Oh no, oh no! I just remembered... Charlie's letter was in that book Malfoy took, and he's going to know we're getting, we're getting rid of Norbit. Harry and Hermione didn't get a chance to answer. Madame Pomfrey came over at that moment and made them leave, saying Ron needed to sleep. It's too late to change the plan now, Harry told Hermione. We haven't got time to send Charlie another owl, and this could be our only chance of getting rid of Norbit. We'll have to risk it. And we have we have got the invisibility cloak. Malfoy doesn't know about that. They found Fang, the boarhound, sitting outside with a bandaged tail. When they went to tell Hagrid, who opened the window to talk to them, I won't let you in. He puffed. Norbert's at a tricky stage. Nothing I can't handle. When they told him about Charlie's letter, his eyes filled with tears. <clears throat> Although that might have been. 
That might have been just because Norbert had bitten him on the leg. Ah, it's all right. He only he, um he only got my boot. Just a baby. Um, just playing. He's only a baby after all. <clears throat> the baby banged its tail on the wall, making the windows rattle. Harry and Hermione walked back to the castle, feeling Saturday couldn't come quickly enough. <clears throat> they would, um, they would have felt sorry for Hagrid when the time came for him to say goodbye to Norbert, if they hadn't been so worried about what they had to do. It was a very cloudy. It was a dark, cloudy night, and they were right. And they were a bit late arriving at Hagrid's hut. Because they'd wait, because uh, they, they'd had to wait for Peeves to get out of the entrance hall, who, where he'd been playing tennis against the wall. Hagrid had Norbert packed and ready in a large crate. He's got lots of rats and some brandy for the journey. Hagrid said in a muffled voice, "And I've packed his teddy bear in case he gets lonely." From inside the crate came ripping noises, as. Uh, that sounded to Harry as though the teddy was having his head torn off. Bye-bye, Norbert, Hagrid sobbed as Harry and Hermione covered the crate with the invisibility cloak and stepped underneath it themselves. Mummy will never forget you. How they managed to get the crate back up to the castle they never knew. Midnight ticked nearer as they heaved Norbert up to the entrance staircase, to the marble staircase in the entrance hall, and along the dark corridors, up another staircase, um, and then, even one of Harry's shortcuts didn't make the work much easier. Nearly there, Harry panted as they reached the corridor beneath the tallest tower. Then, a sudden movement ahead of them made them drop, almost drop the crate. The crate. Forgetting that they were already invisible, they shrank into the shadows, staring at the dark outlines of people, two um, of the two people grappling with each other ten feet away. A lamp flared. Professor, Professor McGonagall, in a tartan dressing gown and hairnet, had Malfoy by the ear. Detention, she shouted, and twenty points from Slytherin, wandering around in the middle of the night. How dare you! You don't understand, Professor. Harry Potter's coming. He's got a dragon. What utter nonsense. How dare you tell such lies. Come on, I shall see Professor Snape about you, Malfoy. The steep spiral staircase up, up to the top of the tower seemed the easiest thing in the world after that. Not... Not until they stepped out into the cold night did they, um, and throw off the cloak. Um, glad to be able to breathe properly again. Hermione did a sort of jig. Malfoy's got detention. I could sing. Don't, Harry advised her. Chuckling about Malfoy, they waited. Norbert thrashing around in his crate. About ten minutes later, four broomsticks came swooping down and out of the darkness. Charlie's friends were a cheery lot. They showed up. Um, Harry and Hermione, the harness they'd rigged up, so they could suspend Norbert between them. It helped um, buckle Norbert safely into it. Then Harry and Hermione shook hands with the others and thanked them very much. At last, Norbert was going, going, gone. 
They slipped back into the spiral stair. They slipped back the down the spiral staircase. Their hearts as light as their hands. Now that Norbert was off them, no more dragon malformed deten- um, detention. What could smo- spoil their happiness? The answer to that was waiting at the foot of the stairs. As they stepped into the f- corridor, um, Filch Filch's face suddenly loomed out of the darkness. Well, 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 he whispered. We are in some trouble. They left the invisibility. They left the invisibility cloak on top of the tower. So, what a dramatic ending to the story. The next um, chapter is chapter fifteen, the Forbidden Forest. For those of you who haven't read the books or watched the movie yet, it gets amazing from here. It's already good in general, but it just gets absolutely amazing from here. Um, now, if you enjoyed this episode, um, please make sure to check out my other episodes, and if you even want to, you can um, subscribe to my podcast on um, whatever platform you're listening to this on. And make sure to share this with your friends and family if they enjoy reading Harry Potter too. Um, so I will try to be updated. Um, as I already said, I will try to be doing it as much as I can. Most likely tomorrow. But um, I'll just have to see. Um, uh, thank you and I will see you the next time I post a podcast episode. Bye. Bye.